You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church lead pastor, Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church and the world today. Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes. I'm your co-host, PJ, but we are coming live from New Smyrna Beach because we have just wrapped up our executive staff retreat. And so I actually have some special guests with me that normally do not make an appearance. Well, actually, Pastor Gus makes an appearance every now and then. We kind of let Pastor Derwin come in every now and then as well. But Lauren, this is Lauren's second time, so she's throwing up a peace sign to me. So this is her second time, but we have Pastor Gus, and he is our senior exec over the commission arm. We have Pastor Derwin, who is the senior executive pastor to the senior pastor. So he is my right-hand man. And then Lauren Travers, she is our executive director over CARE. And so they are joining me as we talk about this past weekend's message as we wrapped up our series on Iron Faith. So welcome, guys and gals. Thank you. And I, remember, yeah. Yeah, I didn't say plural gals, so. You're, you're good, buddy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, what we are wrapping up today is the Iron Faith series, and this past Sunday, we focused on, or actually Saturday and Sunday, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, and how do you cross the finish line? So that was September 30th and October 1st. So the whole idea is to help you construct a theology of endurance so that you will have a faith that goes the distance. And so there were four main things that were discussed and four ways that we can finish well. Number one, to finish well, you'll need to embrace this present perspective. And so there's some verses there. And then number two, to finish well, you'll need to ensure these past persistences. And these persistences were these. First one, fought the good fight then finished the race, and then kept the faith. So those three things are part of point number Because they're two. all in past tense. That's right. That's what Paul laid yeah. Yes. He gives us a great English lesson. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Got to be consistent. <laughs> and then number three, to finish well, you'll need to envision this future frame. That's 2 Timothy 4, 8. And then number four, and the fourth point, major point, was to finish well, you'll need to evolve. So think about the beginning and the end with this secret sauce, and that was in verse Eight. So what we want to do today is we want to talk about and actually ask some questions that we can see some different perspectives from these questions. And so, Pastor Josh, I want to ask you this first question. I want you to think about this. You kept saying during the sermon that you were smiling during your Iron Man. But I want to know what were you feeling inside as you were smiling during your Iron Man? I was tired. <laughs> well, I mean, because again, you're looking at, and this is why it's so important to figure out what you are capable of. And that's really all monitoring your heart. And I think that that could be, a, you know, an incredible just illustration there that we're always checking our heart too in this race of faith is like, how is our heart doing? And I think a lot of times in the Christian life, we, we spend more time on our performance and not our character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you can be performing, but if your heart's not healthy, then that performance ain't going to last long. So 
so I was constantly monitoring. So I knew, I knew that I was, I was good. My heart was in the, the right rhythm in terms of the, you know, beats per second. And so that's why I like, even though my body was feeling tired or I might be facing a headwind or, you know, particularly on the run portion at the very beginning, my stomach is really, really jacked up and it just does not feel good. So definitely didn't feel like running. Like I still could smile because I, I, I knew I was still in a good place. So that's why, you know, that, that's what I felt, but that's also why I could smile. Yes. So would you say that because you've done an Ironman and, but you've also done a half, a couple halves. So, which one brought you more satisfaction? I guess you could say. You know, well, the, uh, that's a great question. I, I, so, it's, it is interesting because the first half that I did that definitely didn't bring me satisfaction. I almost died. Jo- and that's why Joni was so worried <laughs> about me when I was going to do a full. She's like, "You almost died on a half. Like, you know, we should have took you to the ER." But I think it was the satisfaction, obviously, of, of finishing a full. But but I had I still had fuel in the tank. So that's where there was so much satisfaction that, like, I finished her, and I was just, I mean, I was tired, and my my youngest, Luke, he kept on, like, <laughs> he, like, wanting to jump on me, and he's, like, wanting to have this this in-depth conversation, and I'm like, buddy, I, I, I still just finished almost 14 hours worth. Let me let me catch my breath, and the thing is, when you finish, you, you don't need to stop. That's the thing. Like, if you stop your body does shut down. So you have to keep moving to let your body come to a, a, a kind of a halt. And so, but there was, there was so much satisfaction because I'm like, man, I still had, I still had stuff to leave on, you know, out there. That's good. That's good. So you also said on um, this past weekend that we don't waste our lives on our personal use, but offer up our lives for God's glory. And so I kind of want to segue this to you, Pastor Gus, and how have you develop this skill because it's really something that must be led by the spirit because it does not come naturally for us. Yes, Pastor Derwin, I'll pick up on where Pastor Joshua is speaking from. It has to be your heart. You know, when the scripture says, guard your heart. So in developing this perspective for you to finish well and strong, your heart has to be in the right condition. You have to fully depend upon the Holy Spirit for the journey. And I can think about the Apostle Paul, you know, who we are reading here in this text, that he was enduring to finish well. So when I give my life completely to the Lord and the faith and to go the distance, I have to be able to know that God has accepted that as my offering. You know, and that offering that the Lord is going to take is a lifelong discipleship. So I got a question, though. Yes. All right, so how, how old are you? I will be, I was just 69. You were just 60, just six, you were just 69. Uh, yeah, just past 69. August, past August, 69. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Don't try to speed things up is what he's saying to you. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> I almost wanted to say it. Yes. All right. So when did you come to Christ? I came to Christ in 1975. Well, I can't do the math. So how old were you? I was just about 19. About that time, yeah. I'm, okay, yeah. so almost well, about almost fifty. Well, fifty years coming up. So yes. fifty years you've been following Jesus. Yeah. How long have you been in some form of Christian ministry or service? That's an exciting question. I got saved in November, and that January I was really invited by my mentor to walk in his office. You know, I was a little bookkeeper, you know, receipts and payments. I was doing that. 
But that was part of discipling me at that beginning, Bible study, prayer. And when was that? With the um, nineteen oh, so, so yeah. you've been so, so. Not only have you been following Jesus for yeah. fifty years, yes, but you've been in some form of Christian service for fifty years, yes. And you know, we don't have all of the, you know, we, we don't have all of the time in the world for people to hear kind of your story. But you've been through a lot of challenges from where you, you you're from, Sierra Leone, yes. But, so, but why why give? The last 50 years of your life, why, why give it to, to the Lord? Well, I can think about what you said because I'm looking at the prize that is before me. So I remember just getting saved at the camp and we, we were taught this scripture in Hebrews, run the race with endurance. Mm-hmm. So when you started this um, series, I was always looking, you have to finish. Mm-hmm. There was a little book we used to read. Mr. Me runs the race. Mm-hmm. You know, you put all the weight and run with perseverance. So I can say that has been part of looking forward that is there, but also the in-between. Mm-hmm. You know, those who I am running the race with, because it always says you run the race in community. Mm-hmm. So not only looking forward to that prize, but those who are building me up, you know, mentoring, coaching, and bringing me along. So that has caused me to really stay the course. Now, that doesn't mean it's been easy like any race. I don't think I did or will ever do an Ironman. But I knew that there was a finish line when I come to Jesus someday. But for now, I will endure. So just to connect just two dots as we as I turn it back over to Derwin, is the second message that I talked about, we need to align ourselves and to submit to authority. Yes. That, that the right of, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. Jesus is our cosmic coach. He's our cosmic king that we submit to. Yes. But we need to find other brother sisters that are more mature, been following Jesus longer to help pour into us, yes. to, to shape us, to challenge us. And what I'm hearing, even from you, from an early age, from yes. not only following Jesus, but being in gospel ministry, is that they help teach you that part of Christian service, mm-hmm. part of following Jesus is actually giving, pouring out your life on the altar of God's glory. So it's not about you. Yes. And, and unless you had somebody tell you yes. that it wasn't about you. Yes. So that's where, if, yeah, I, I think that's where I'm, I'm just trying to connect the dots of going, that's why all of these messages are connected to one another. Right. Uh, what we just did is we, we it, just imagine if you had almost like a, I finished that two people finished simultaneously. Mm-hmm. They would kind of then break down the frames in this high resolution yes. to see actually who finished first. So what we're doing in the Christian faith in terms of this series is that we broke down the frames yes. so that you could see the holistic view of what it means to endure. Yes. And so that's why they're all tied together. They're all connected. Yes. But just to kind of make that connection. So thank you. All right, there, Derwin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Second big point was to finish well, you'll need to ensure these past persistencies. So these past tense things, as you were talking about, Pastor Josh. So my sister, Lauren, I want to address this to you. So fighting the good fight, finishing the race, and the race is how we relate, how we create, and how we operate as humans and as Christians, and keeping the faith. Can you talk about this from your perspective? Being younger, being a mother, being a wife, how do you process that? That's a loaded question. Um, I think throughout the series, just um, especially with this last uh, sermon, how do I 
there's different facets of my life, my work life, um, being a wife, being a mom, and how do I um, do well in each of them? Um, How do I um, honor my relationship with Christ? How do I honor my relationship with my husband? And then how do I be the best mom that I can be? I'm getting emotional because I've been on this um, soul care journey Mm -hmm. on the environment around me and the, the social, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, the social um, impacts that is in our world today can derail you. Mm. Um, and I don't want that to happen to me mm. as a leader, as a wife, um, and as a mom. And so, you know, navigating everything from um, what school do your children go to? We just navigated that this year. To, um, am I in the role that God has created for me? Um, switching careers, you know, uh, throughout my uh, my working time. Um, it's not about what I want or what my husband wants, but what does the Lord have for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so this hit, hit hard in a very, very good way. Mm-hmm. Um, it has opened up um, amazing conversations in our family for um, what does the future look like? Um, and, and as I have grown in the church, um, I mean, growing up with Gus's daughters and um, really wanting to zero in on uh, serving others, exactly what you just said. How do I do what God has for me and not do what myself wants? I hope that makes sense. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And I think part of that, too. Yeah. Part, part of that, Lauren, is. If you want to know what God wants, that's part of where you have to be in his word. And we, we, we talked about that. And again, another message in this series is that, okay, what does God want from you as a wife, yeah. as a mom, yeah. as, as a working vocational mom who is incredible at her job? Might I add, like, uh, Lauren is a rock star. She works circles. I mean, like, just just works circles around anyone. Yes. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, but that's part of what you, we have to know what he says yes. in order to finish well. Yes. Like, and that, like, and that's part of where you need to know the boundaries. You need to know what the rules are. Like, if you're going to run well. Yes. So I, that makes so much sense. It's yeah. good. So in, in thinking about all of this, this whole relate, create, operate, how would you, Pastor Josh, kind of sum up how we do those in thinking about the past and, and the persistencies that we must have, those past tense, past tense things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way I would probably, you know, maybe illustrate it from an Iron Man, you know, kind of example is you swim. You bike and you run. And there there are actually techniques, like good techniques that, that you have, you know, that if, if you want to swim well, that you you just need to learn. So there's like a breathing technique. Now, what's fascinating, too, is that how you swim in like the YMCA pool is different <laughs> than how you're going to swim in the Gulf of Mexico. And so you have to learn those things so you can get better. So when I remember the very first time, no lie, this is like the very first time I got into the YMCA pool. And this was back in 2018 when I began to train for my very first half Ironman. 
eyes like I'm like, oh, it's swimming. I know how to swim, you know. So I got in there and no lie, like I, I was busting it. And then I got I, I got so nauseous. Mm-hmm. And I had to go into, I actually had to go into the locker room as lightheaded, not like, I mean, because I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I had to get better at that. I had to learn how do you have the proper stroke and the rhythm, because there is a rhythm to swimming well. And then biking, like, you know, making sure that you had the right equipment, making sure there's a good cadence. I mean, there's a science to this. And then running, making sure that you have to, you know, you warm up. There's so many things. So all that same, it was a progression. It was a process. But part of that progression and process was my growth in understanding knowledge and application. So now when you look at relate, create, and operate, I'm going to look at what God says about how I need to relate to all of the people that are in my sphere of relationships, right? And so, but I'm going to progress in that. I'm going to progress in my understanding, my knowledge, and my application. And and, and there are going to be times where you, you, know, you, may, you may be like me when I, when I first swam. is like you're lightheaded, you're nauseous, you don't feel too good because maybe you, you, you fell. Maybe you stumbled. Maybe you didn't do as quite as good as you wanted to. And so and that's where you take what the Apostle Paul says. I'm going to forget what is behind. Mm-hmm. That, that was yesterday. That mistake happened yesterday. That, that sin, that's in the past. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've repented. I've confessed. Now I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm progressing. And so you do that with create, you do that with operate of how you steward. And so that's why Christian endurance is all about the process, the progression of becoming more and more like Jesus, because you go back to the definition of the Christian faith and Christian endurance is possessing faith that goes the distance in knowing Jesus, want to know him. And then being known by him, I'm going to, I'm going to know what he knows about me because here's what he's doing. He's speaking truth over me of, of who he, who he sees me because this is who he purchased me to be. So I'm going to know him, but also I'm going to grow in, in me being known by him. And then I'm going to become more like him. So, so here's the thing. As I know him and I know, um, and I'm being known by him, then I'm going to become more like him. And then I'm, then I'm really looking forward to being physically present with him. So it's all about this progression. That's good, which that leads to the next point. Actually, points three and four both are from 2 Timothy 4 8, which I want to read for us. So it says, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And so when we look at the third point, to finish well, you'll need to envision this future frame, or even, you could say, the finish line. And so, you know, I I don't think I will ever be able to say that I've run an Ironman or even a half Ironman. I'm I'm not even going there. I'm not even thinking about that. But I'm I'm sure you've had some finish lines sure 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 but but in light of the whole iron fate <laughs> right right um the, the race that you ran yeah um because i can only talk about like a 5k so but i was i was excited <laughs> about it's a 5k yeah that's right so um what what for you when you saw the finish line mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. physically saw it and you but you're not there yet. You're, you you have to continue to push through. What did it do for you? Oh my God! Like so, I didn't I didn't tell this part, but so because you're pacing, you're pacing yourself. 
But as I as I saw, because another thing that you have we're on the bike portion, also on the run portion, you have these mile markers. So you see your progress. That's again that again it's a connection to the previous message where you're going to chart your progress. So I had all of these mile markers that was charting my progress. So on the run portion, all right. So when I started to see mile twenty, and I'm feeling my body, and I'm going. I got some energy left in the tank. The finish line's there. What did I do? I hastened myself. Mm-hmm. I actually started running faster. I was running nine-minute miles <laughs> the last two and a half miles. Okay, so give us some perspective. So okay, before so, that, what were you running? Okay, so so I averaged around 13-minute miles in my in my 26.2-mile uh, oh. race portion. So 13, 13 miles per uh, 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 hour. So... So the the last two and a half, though, I'm running nine and a half. Now, what I typically run, so I'm not a fast runner, but but I do I do maintain a good, healthy pace, and my average is about a um, a ten minute mile is what my average is. So, but but after you do 112 miles on the bike, then you start running. I'm you know I was hoping to average 12. Um, you know, 12 minute miles. So that's where the, the first portion where my stomach was all messed up, it just hindered me. Mm-hmm. But the, when, when I hit, you know, mile 20 and then I got to, you know, 21, 22, I start picking up my pace mm-hmm. because I feel I got more, I, I have paced myself well. Now I can pick up the pace and I start running faster. And so, like I said, the last two, two and a half miles, I averaged right at nine minute miles. So I'm speeding. These people are like, what? No, we're like, what, what happened? What did you like? <laughs> so, and there's so much correlation because Paul or Peter actually talks about how we can hasten the coming of the Lord. Because what we're doing is that we're picking up the pace and we are, we are now running even faster and harder for the Lord as we advance his mission to the world. And therefore, we are hastening the coming of Jesus. And so that's where, like, you know, the older we get, the more we don't let up, the more we actually accelerate. That's the reason why when even the older you get, you you might, quote, unquote, retire Mm -hmm. from, you know, kind of maybe from a vocation, but you don't retire from God's mission. And so be... So that's why it's it's so important for us to remember that really, if you really want to know that you're running well for the Lord, you're actually going to be learning to pick up your pace the older you get in terms of following Jesus, not the slower you're going to get. So that, that's a good point because when you, as you grow older, you know, and Lauren, I can speak to you about this too because you're in the throes of the young children. Mm-hmm. Your time is a lot there. And as they get older, then it's less and less. And then as you get to a certain stage where your babies are now having their own babies and they're married, then your time can be allocated differently. So can you speak to that, Pastor Gus? Yes, that I find very exciting because this really goes for any one of us after 50, 60. We have a lot to do for the king that we're going to meet someday, but also to do here. You know, when Paul says... I press on. I love Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He said, I press on to finish. But he also says, I pressure that I might know him in 310 and the power of his resurrection mm-hmm. being conformed to him. So I want these my years, whether I'm in employment until I 
I go meet Jesus or I take a break from job. I want to be telling people about Jesus. I want to be sharing. I want to be busy. I want to be even coming this weekend. I will share some of I want to occupy for the king because he's the king that is on the finish line. You know, just hearing Pastor Josh talk about that, you know, you run one mile, you know, in, in nine minutes. Oh, my goodness. That is fast. I want to go with the Christian race. So I'm encouraging all of us in our daily life, in our personal walk with Jesus, in our ministry responsibilities, whether it's our families, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, finish strong with the Lord Jesus. So after you're gone, others can even tell how much you have done for the king that you are living with forever and ever. That's great. That's great. So let me do this. Let's let's talk about the last point, which was evolved with this secret sauce, mm-hmm. which will then lead us to the entire sermon series and, and what we took away from that kind of for us, what were some reflections that we will hold on to that we learned. So, um, Pastor Josh, I'll start with you. So when you when you talked about evolving with this secret sauce and how we are loving Jesus that that determines how well we are running with him. How did you relate that to your actual Ironman race? Mm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and I I put it in my notes. I just didn't get it, you know, get there. But, you know, I, I talked about the, the reason why I finished the Ironman is because I love doing it and I longed to do it. It actually was a goal of mine. It was a goal that I would do a full Ironman uh, by the, you know, actually by by 40, now, and I was actually planned, I had planned on doing it and scheduled and signed up for it, but COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So, and now I turned 40 last year, so August, and I was going to do the Wisconsin one, but God called me to Northland. Amen. And so I shifted from doing the full Ironman in Wisconsin, which was going to be around September because I turned 40 in August. So it was going to be around September, but then when I moved to Orlando, then we shifted to Panama City Beach. And so, so I still, still ran a full Ironman when I was 40 years old. And so it was, I, I loved doing it. I longed to do it. And so in what, what I, and, and what, what I have grown in though, and really felt like, the, and I've said this a couple of times in the series is I truly believe that the Lord, uh, it wanted me to do it to be able to correlate mm. the the physicality, you know, and the experience of of training, prepping, and actually doing an Ironman to the training, prepping, and running the Christian life. There's so many correlations, and so that's um, that, so that's where the evolution was. Is I actually have now grown to really love it uh, and love the science behind it, and I really am looking forward to doing many, many more. Uh, oh yeah, like I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but like I would love to do it all. I mean, I would. I met a guy, and so I did a half Ironman in September of last year at Augusta just to prep for the one in Panama City. And I met a guy who was, I think he was sixty. He was 64, 65, and he was placing in the top three in his age division. I'm like. I want to be him. Like he, he had he had played so much where he was going to be running in Kona because like Kona, Hawaii, whether it's the half or the full, you got a place for that. And I'm like, now, 
right now in my age bracket, I ain't placing. I, ju- I just want to finish. <laughs> I just don't have the time to dedicate to try to place. Yeah. But uh, right now, I'm just trying to complete, not compete, is what I tell people. But that's actually so. a, 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 even a good lesson right there that we're we're not running this race to see how how fast we can get there. We're running this race so that we can actually finish. And finish well. So let me connect that. Yeah. So connect that back to Matthew 13. So we see that the fruit that was yielded was 30, 60, 100. So, but, but, but the seed didn't produce the fruit. Guess who produced the fruit? God did. You know, because we, we, we read throughout the scriptures from Old Testament and New Testament that we can be faithful to cultivate but only God gives the increase. Only God gives the fruit. So that's why we have to be faithful in running and let him produce the fruit. So some people, they'll, they'll be able to finish the Ironman in under 10 hours and just because they have, they have that capacity. Uh, me, on the other hand, I, 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 have, I do have more capacity where I think I can get to the 12 hours, maybe, maybe a little less, again, depending on some things. But, but again, not everybody has the same capacity. But the fruitfulness, and again, the the fruitfulness comes from God. The faithfulness comes from you. But he's also given you the power to be faithful. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that I love about Iron Man because you look and everybody has a different body type. Mm-hmm. You have all different ages out there. Mm-hmm. Like there are people older than me passing me on the bike, and they used to uh, years ago. They used to put the age of the person on their calf. Ooh. So you talk about being humble. Well, you know, when, when this when this fifty three, this fifty seven, this sixty one year old man, woman passes me, I'm like, what? What in the world? Like, but but again, you got to run your race that God set out for you. Don't be running Derwins. Don't be running Gus's. You run Lawrence. You, you you run Josh's. Right? Like, yes. this is what God's called you to do. So so you don't get into the comparison trap because if you do, you could either burn yourself out or you might not even finish. That's good, brother. That's good. Mm-hmm. So let me do this. Let me let me help us kind of wrap up. And what we're wrapping up actually is not just this um, extra takes, but we're wrapping up the entire sermon series. Mm-hmm. So I want you all to think about what what did you what is the takeaway that like the big takeaway for you? And I'll start. For me, it was our middle daughter Shiloh. She she expressed to me on more than one occasion that this was the best sermon series that she's ever heard. And I, I've been thinking about that, and I've, I asked her, why was this the best? And a lot of it, honestly, has to do with a different approach to looking at the gospel. And not that, not that the Bible doesn't talk about running the race, but she's just never heard so much focus on running a race and it being compared to an Ironman. But it also has a lot to do with where she is in her growth with the Lord. And that's, that's something, too, because where you are with the Lord— as far as your own um, investment, what you are putting into it and how you are listening to and obeying the Lord will have a lot to do with how you continue and endure to the end. And so it was neat to see and hear that comparison from one of my children. So, Lauren, I'll go to you next. Um, the, my favorite message of the series was the rest and recovery one. And I think it's because, you know, I've heard that message over the years, but it wasn't um, the leadership above me. It, it wasn't. Uh, viewable. It wasn't tangible. And so for all of you sitting around this table, you do rest and recover well. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Um, But that was never taught to me on it's okay to pause. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to have a rough day. There was always 
you got to go to the next thing. You got to do hard. You got to, you got to go after the next milestone or the next, um, initiative to tackle. Um, and as a mom and as a wife, I want to do right by the, the gifts that God has given me. Mm. And if that is to rest and recover, then I'm going to go after that. Mm. I, um, had a call with a spiritual director, um, last week and she had me write down, uh, words that I thought of throughout my, my life here on earth so far. And, um, she said, what trended for you, um, out of that? And it was rest and recovery. And I thought that was very interesting. I'm an only child. Um, had a lot of time by myself growing up playing by myself. Um, I loved going to youth retreats in the silent time and the worship time. I loved going on mission trips and seeing God's creation through other capacities and other levels. So my, my spiritual director encouraged me to, you know, maybe that's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that was uh, the most powerful message. And I just appreciate all of you here um, setting a good example for that and mm-hmm. really re- reiterating and teaching maybe those for the first time that there's nothing wrong with rest and recovery. Mm. Amen. Master Gus. Yes, I think I'll say the whole sermon, but I'm just going to mention two. I'll build on the rest and recovery. Mm. There were two things that were great takeaways for me is that you have to adopt God's rhythms of rest. And what this really my takeaway from this is that I like to work, I like to do what, but God rested. And so in between, I really am learning, even as I'm coming to where I keep on the race, but I really have to learn to know. And the word we we use there, when do you slow down? You know, I love that because sometimes I slow down, ask myself, is anything wrong with that? You know, and sometimes I slow down my rest and recovery is do nothing. And my wife just thinks, really? I said, yeah, I read a book, I'll go to the gym, I'll go for a walk. I like to listen to music alone on my, by myself. So that rhythm that I develop, when I'm present for a walk, I'm all in. When I'm not there, I'm not there. So that was one. But also I would mention the one we talked about, the, the temporary pain and the eternal gain. We run away from pain. You know, I really see that the, the, the fire will be forged through the pain. And I love that. There's pain. It could be emotional. It could be psychological pain. Mm-hmm. Just endure it. Again, it comes back to how do I go the distance? It's by endurance if it's in the pain, but also having a rest as God rested. So I love that, Pastor Josh. That was a good reminder to reset and refocus. Mm-hmm. So great takeaways. Like I said, the entire series, I want my faith to go the distance. Mm-hmm. No pain, no gain. That's so right. There's a song about that. <laughs> yeah. Who sings that song? I don't know her name, but okay. there is a, there's there's a, song. a song. No yeah. pain, no gain. Gosh. Um, so two quick things in terms of my takeaway. One, it's always, it is always a great feeling when you craft something in your mind mm-hmm. and you sketch it out. You execute and then you finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, in some sense, like just just the fact of writing out a sermon series like this mm-hmm. is because, again, we, we do say I do series all the time. But to really kind of craft out this kind of series 
you know, from beginning and end, because you start with a concept, you sketch it out, and then you you outline it, and you you really are asking, okay, Lord, give, give me wisdom and discernment as I go through, because I want to be open to what you're, you know, what what you're wanting me to say and where you want me to go, and and then 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 again to to finish it, you're like, wow, okay, this is awesome, and then to see. The fruit of what what the Lord brought about of people coming up, like you know, so shallow is not the only one. I've had multiple people, multiple people come up to me and just say this was the the greatest series that they've ever heard. Now, again, to God be the glory, it, it wasn't me, but I think it I think it does speak to the need that people have of going. I really want to understand the faith mm-hmm. that, that the faith is not just in the moment. The, the faith encapsulates my life from beginning to end, which then leads me to my final kind of takeaway. And I, and I wrote this down. I did not start in the condition of an Iron Man, but over time evolved into what was already there. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So... I could not, when I started, I couldn't, like, I, I would not have been able to get up the next day and do an Ironman. Mm-hmm. But what was lurking underneath over time through training, preparation, I, I, I grew into what was already there. See, this is part of salvation. At the moment of salvation... Jesus put an Iron Man in you. He put He put Himself in you. That's why he, he sealed you with the Spirit of God. He's given you His nature, His righteousness, His character. Yeah, it's already there. No, you cannot wake up the next day and live into it. You have to grow into it, but it's already there. So that's part of that. That's part of this understanding is. Like and and why it gives me chill bumps to go <laughs> when uh, yeah when I did when I started I'm like what in the world <laughs> but then when I finished I'm like and then that's why when people like everybody have, I, I mean I say not everybody but obviously nine well over ninety percent of the people who come up to me like I would never be able to do it actually you would be surprised of what your body can do. Mm-hmm. But that's where, like, I, I can't be like Jesus. No, you will be surprised what his nature can do in you if you go through the training and the prep to see him do greater works in you than you could ever dare dream. And so that that's really what I want people to realize is that the Iron Man is in you. Uh, but, yes, you, you don't start in the condition of the Iron Man, but over time you evolve into what was already in you. And so, well, Northland family and friends, hey, I would just definitely encourage you. You have, if you follow Jesus, you have an iron faith because you have an iron hero. You have a iron king within you. He's put his spirit in you. He has purchased you to go the distance. So you will make it. Hang in there. We love you. We are thankful to God for you and can't wait to worship King Jesus with you this weekend. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.